Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. It's LSU-Auburn week as the two sets of Tigers are set to face off in Tiger Stadium on Saturday at 2.30 Central on CBS. I'm Billy Umbody. With me is Sonny Ship. We're going to run down a lot of what was said over the last 36 hours from both sides as coaches and players meet with the media ahead of this one. Sonny, uh... This is another one of those games, LSU's third top 10 match of the, matchup of the season. It, it's just kind of, you know, getting to be pretty normal for us here, top 10 matchups. Yeah, and especially when you go back to last year. You know, you look, you look at last year, but a lot, has been, uh, a lot has been made about this game, and a lot more will be made as we go throughout the week. But uh, for me, it boils down to two numbers, two and nine. Two versus nine. It doesn't get any bigger than that. Um, you know, afternoon kickoff, CBS, LSU trying to get to eight. No, Auburn trying to stay relevant in the SEC race needs a needs a victory here. Otherwise, you have to think that they're playing for a um, you know their hopes of an SEC title are pretty much down the drain uh, if they don't win this weekend. And uh, you know, both teams are going to come in fired up. Uh, this series has produced a lot of thrillers, a lot of great games over the years. And, um, you know, initially I thought that this was going to kind of be like the Florida game, but the more that I look at it, the more that I I think that this is going to be that game to where LSU really gets tested. Yeah, and and look, uh, for me, it does shape up a little bit better because, and this is going to probably, you could probably poke a bunch of holes in this one, but I feel better about Bo Nix at quarterback than Kyle Trask. I really do. And as, as as good of a job as Kyle Trask and that Florida Gators offense did in the first half, kind of getting things done and, and then at different points moving the ball on LSU's defense, I still like Bo Nix and, and his ability uh, to, to lead Auburn uh, in, into Tiger Stadium. I, I just think there's something about him uh, that, that obviously he's just a true freshman and it's going to be difficult for any true freshman in Tiger Stadium. But I do feel like Auburn's going to be able to put up a little bit more of a fight offensively um, than, than, than people give them credit for right now with where they stand coming off of that loss at Florida. They've had a bye week. They've had time to kind of reset and refocus, and, and so that's difficult. But look, LSU, they're going to get Terrace Marshall back from all indications and what Ed Ogeron said on Monday. I think that's huge. I think that's a big, big X factor when it comes to – to this game is is getting Terrace Marshall back into the mix and and how big of an impact he can have and and forcing Auburn's defense to to guard three of really the best wide receivers in college football. Yeah, and I think we saw I think we saw a little a little uh, sample of you know when LSU struggled. Yeah, you know, got bogged down in the red zone against Mississippi State. Uh, Jefferson and Chase, Mississippi State was able to focus on those two guys. And but if you have Terrace Marshall, that makes it a much different situation, especially as good as he's been in the red zone with that big body. He's got a big catch radius. 
He, you know, he can go up, he'll, he'll make the catch in traffic. He can take the lick. So getting him back is going to be, uh, you know, I, I think that's going to be really big because now all of a sudden, and this is not taking anything away from Derek Dillon or Racy McMath or even Stephon Sullivan, but you know, none of those guys are on the, or have played the way that Sullivan played when he was healthy. And when you put him out there, you've got three bona fide number one options and trying to figure out how you're going to take that, uh, you know, how you, how you're going to try to isolate one of those guys or two of those guys and get them out, take them out of the equation. It makes it a lot, lot tougher, especially when you're, you know, I think Auburn's number one MO is going to be get some pressure on Joe Burrow. Yeah. And they've got a, terrific defensive line coming in and they really have for quite some time. I mean, we, it seems like every time this game comes around, you're talking about the, the, the Auburn defensive line and how they're going to play against LSU's offensive line. And, and for me, getting Sadiq Charles back, getting Austin Deculus in there and, and he's healthy at Ogeron did say he'll be fine and he'll be in there on Monday. They've got a lot to deal with when it, when you've got guys like Derek Brown, and, and his, his size and his ability to impact the game. You've got Marlon Davidson, who could rush the passer from, from Auburn. So they're going to have their hands full with this Auburn defensive line that, that it really, I mean, they get after you uh, as much as anybody. Yeah, Ed Orgeron talks about being able to get uh, being able to get pressure with this front four, and that's how Auburn does it. You look at you look at their you know across the front. You've got Derek Brown, Marlon Davidson. You got Big Cat Bryant, Tyrone Truesdale. Between the four of those starters on the D line. That's 12 and a half sacks that they've accounted for, and uh, that that's very good production from a defensive line. That doesn't even take into uh, into consideration Nick Coe, who was Auburn's most disruptive force last year, um, led him with led him with I want to say seven or eight sacks, and he's had a rough year this year. Got some off the field issues, I think that uh, that Gus Malzahn's not happy with. He did not play against Arkansas. Looking at some of the things that Auburn players said, they they said they feel like that he's going to that that he's just ready to have his coming out party this season. So if you toss him into the mix, that gives them a really good rotation. They've got some guys behind uh, behind those four starters too, and Co. who can get in there and, and, and spell the starters. And so it's going to be a you know when we look at Florida. Going in, we thought if you got if you have Jonathan Grenard and if you have Jabari Zuniga, that that's a very that, that that Florida has a formidable defensive front. But when LSU played them, Grenard played one series. Zuniga didn't Zuniga didn't play much at all. Uh, you know, he wasn't his normal effective self, and so LSU didn't really get Florida's best punch on the defensive line. They're going to get that punch this weekend um, against Auburn. <laughs> And you hope that LSU has some uh, has some things to to uh, you know to kind of combat the blitzes and and the pressure that you figure Kevin Steele is going to bring because last week against Mississippi State Bob Shoop he he had some success uh, at getting some pressure after Burrow at getting some guys in the backfield and so he kind of uh, he kind of gave a little bit of a blueprint that Steele could follow. Yeah, and and. For, for Joe Burrow on the offense, they're going to have to move quickly. I mean, I, I felt like early on at, at times as LSU got off to somewhat of a slow start, you know, kicked three field goals against Mississippi State and it was just a little off. Uh, and they still ended up with a you know pretty impressive game offensively. But 
this game, they're going to have to make those routine plays. They're going to have to score touchdowns in the red zone. And, and for me, this is an Auburn team that coming off a loss at Florida that has to be really disappointing. They're certainly going to be you know, pushing to, to you know, get back into that race with the SEC and a win against LSU can certainly do that. Joe Burrow in this offense, they've, they've proven it time and again that they can score. For Auburn, they've got to show that they can score. And, and LSU, with their defense and the way they've struggled at times this year uh, against the pass, will we'll have to get after Bo Nix, who's a, a true freshman. Look, it's funny. It, it's over, gosh, uh, my math is probably off on this, but what, 20, it's over 20, almost 25 years since his dad, Patrick Nix, you know, was sacked for a safety in Tiger Stadium and uh, came from a you know, phantom whistle from the stands is what he said uh, about it. But Bo has kind of been in the in the you know spotlight a little bit this week. There was a weird kind of meme that surfaced about him basically trashing Death Valley and and saying it's not anything special since he played in eight in uh, you know his opening game of his career was you know ninety thousand people or what have you. Well, that quote didn't end up being true. Uh, Bo and his dad have talked a lot about this game about how it's going to be really really loud and and he said look and this is what he said on on tuesday he said until you're there on per- in person nobody can really fathom how loud it is and he got a little bit of a taste of it against florida but uh this auburn offense is going to have to deal with a a really really tough environment to play in yeah that environment is going to be tough and, and and when you look at when you look at how bo Nix fared in his two true road games uh went to college station and then uh, of course the loss to florida in the swamp but he only hit 12 to 20 passes for 100 yards and a touchdown in college station 11 to 27 for 145 three picks and a score against the gators so he's played in some tough environments but he hasn't exactly fared uh fared very well playing away from Auburn and playing in, you know, what's a truly hostile environment. But I think with what you, what I don't want to see is I don't want to see the approach that LSU took against Kyle Trask of dropping guys in the coverage, see if the, you know, see if the inexperienced guy can make the plays, if he can make the passes, don't even put that on him, get after him early, get after him early, put some pressure on him. And try to get inside of his head. Try to get him to force an early turnover. You know, coming off of that, coming off that trip to the swamp, you have to think after throwing three picks that if he, if LSU can force an early turnover, that it could really rattle the true freshman. And so, hopefully, hopefully you'll see that. And then, you know, when you when you flip it over to the offensive side of Boston, talking about quarterbacks. I hope I hope LSU doesn't do what they did against Mississippi State early on. I feel like that I feel like they didn't test Mississippi State deep early enough and to kind of get them to back off a little bit. And I, and I hope in this game and I think with Terrace Marshall back, I hope you see him go vertical a little bit earlier to where they can uh you know try to get those Auburn defensive backs having to play back a little bit more. Yeah, and and well said and and it, it's it's going to be interesting. I I think LSU We'll, we'll be able to come out a little bit more aggressive, uh, both, both offensively and defensively in this one. I think playing at home will help them a lot. But I think that was a game with Sadiq Charles out and just kind of you know dealing with the last game about Terrace Marshall and all that, and then Deculus gets banged up, that they just had to get through that one. And, and so that was kind of a weird 36-13 win uh, for, for LSU uh, in, in Starkville. But defensively, I think they'll be able to get after – Bo Nix and and force him into some turnovers and you know force some miscues 
like they were able to against Garrett Schrader at, uh, with the Bulldogs. But, you know, for Auburn, they've got some some more tools for, for Knicks to work with and kind of move this thing. But, I mean, I, I do I, I think LSU is going to come out with the win. They just have to – you don't want this game to get into one of those back and forths um, late in the contest, having to come back like they did two years ago in Tiger Stadium or, or having to drive down the field at the end of the game. I, and, I, and I don't think it'll get to that point, but um, I think LSU needs to come out and make a statement early on in this one. Yeah, because especially with, with, with so much talk and so much focus – on uh, on the what ifs of what if LSU and Bama are one versus two, uh, coming off of a bye week and, and all of that talk, you hope you want to see this team come out, make a statement early on, put their foot on Auburn's throat and just choke them out early. You know that that's <clears throat> ideally that's what you would love to see. Now whether or not they can do that. You know, I'm I'm not completely sold on that just because of the pure fact that when I go back and I look at how this series has gone over the years, you know, that's just really not how it how it goes. Uh, you take out the you take out the game in um, what was that? Was that 2014 when Brandon Harris went to Auburn, made his first career start? I think they got thumped 41 to nothing. I mean, 41 to seven. I mean, it it was bad. You take that one out of the equation. You take the one out when when LSU rolled over Auburn in in Tiger Stadium in 2011. I think that score was 45 to 10. You take those two out of the situation, and these games have just been very very close. You know, out of the last three years, a total of 10 points is the difference. Two of the three games were decided on the game's last play. So, you know, if, if LSU is able to, to to run away with this one early, it would definitely uh, it would definitely not be the norm. It would be the exception. But from a um, you know from from the stand from the vantage point of someone who has to uh, help run a message board, <laughs> we definitely would love to see that. Yeah, no question. We are uh, <laughs> don't want the melt happening this week. Uh, and look. Uh, there's 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 all that talk about looking ahead uh, to Alabama for LSU with this one on the books right now. Um, and you know what? We're not on the team. So we're going to do just that after this quick break on the go 24 seven podcast. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs and a whole lot of love. You transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. Sonny, we're going to have a day game in Tuscaloosa, 2.30 Central. CBS, it's the third straight 2.30 game for LSU uh, when LSU heads to Alabama in what could very well be a battle between the number one and number two teams in the country. And we talked about the series with Auburn being traditionally very close. Last year, LSU let the game in Baton Rouge get away from them. This year, they've made wholesale changes to the offense. They've they've got a true Heisman Trophy contender in Joe Burrow. When we look ahead to this one, though, there's only one thing that everyone's going to be talking about for the next, gosh, three weeks, and you already know it. It's Tua Tungavailoa's injured ankle and surgically repaired ankle. What's your early take on uh, the news that came out over the weekend that he was having that tightrope procedure done? Well, you know, my initial my initial reaction is that, wow, you know, bouncing back from that in, uh, you know, in, in three weeks is probably pushing it a little bit. But when you look at, you know, when, when you look at a guy like Tua who is in, you know, in, in phenomenal shape with all the advancements that they've made in doing this procedure and stuff, he, uh, you know, I, I don't think as much as everyone wants to think that Nick Saban is the devil, I don't think that they would put him out there if he wasn't ready to go. We saw it last year when he came, when he came into Baton Rouge, he was hobbled, you know, he was hobbled a little bit coming in. He wasn't uh, 100% healthy. And I think that's probably going to be the case again this year. I don't think he's going to be a hundred percent. I think he be, he will be limited in, in some capacity, how much remains to be seen, but uh, you know, if you're a um, if you're if you're someone who likes to see the ball chunked all over the field, someone who loves to see a lot of slants and 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 just uh, you know high high profile prolific offenses, man, you're gonna love you're gonna love that afternoon in Tuscaloosa. Regardless of what happens this weekend, we're not looking ahead. We're not looking past Auburn. But when LSU and Alabama take the field, you're gonna have two of the very best quarterbacks in the country. You're going to have, in my opinion, the number one and number two, however you want to rank them, receiving cores in the country with Alabama's four-headed monster, LSU's three-headed monster. And I just think that I, I think that it's going to be a treat. And as far as the 230 kickoff, I love it. I think that is great. If I if if I'm if I'm LSU, I want that game in the afternoon instead of being at night. Yeah, I'm with you. And and for me, I think that helps them. And because as a road team, you go in there, you're, you're trying to just focus on what you need to do to go in and get a win. And for me, I think the the day game helps LSU because you don't have that lead up to that night game at eight o'clock or whatever. And and all this just you're sitting around a hotel, you're you're doing this, you're doing that. If you're playing at two thirty, you're you're getting up at, you know, that alarm's going off at eight. You are getting up. You might have a team meeting. You're right into pregame meal, and then you're probably heading to the stadium. So you don't really have time to let it build up in your mind as to what you're about to go through and what environment you're about to be in or, you know, did my parents get into the stadium on time or whatever. I mean, you're just going, you're waking up, you're waking up in Birmingham or wherever they're staying, and 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 you're going to go play a football game. And I think that's that's a big plus for LSU because when you when this team – you know, talks about what they're trying to do, and it goes back to what Joe Burrow said after the Florida game 
you know, not letting good get in the way of greatness. They've got to, uh, and, and they've got to continue to just focus on doing their jobs and doing what they have to do to be successful because it's worked so well for them this year. And, and when LSU kicks off with Alabama at that 2.30 game, it's not going to be about Tua Tagovailoa's ankle. It's not going to be about this or that. It's just going to be about playing football. And that's, I think, the big difference heading into this one when, when we do finally get to look ahead at it uh, after the Auburn game is complete. And a little trivia. A little trivia uh, we'll toss out there. The last time these two teams have met at a 2.30 kickoff on CBS, LSU won. So, so you gave maybe away- that can... <laughs> Hey, maybe maybe that could maybe maybe that's that that voodoo magic that uh, that we're looking for. <laughs> well, it, it would be, uh, I mean, obviously a monumental win for for not only just the program and what the season is looking like right now, but just at Ogeron, I couldn't imagine um, the narrative and and everything after that and and how it'll go. Um, but we we will be looking ahead uh, at that after the Auburn game. Sonny, one one quick thing on to his ankle. He he had it done before the the game before the college football playoff, and he actually had a, a full extra week to get it done. This time, uh, they have about ten less days, I believe, uh, is the exact number. So it'll be interesting to see how it holds up. But I I in my mind at least kind of came up with the comparison that it's like uh, you know Kurt Schilling's bloody sock for the for the Red Sox back when they won the World Series. It came back and beat the Yankees. You remember that thing? They showed it over and over and over again throughout the broadcast man you just got you 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 just brought you brought me back to a uh to a nightmare scenario when i had that ingrown toenail that bled all over one night (laughs) (laughs) nobody's nobody's watching your toenails sonny thanks for that refresher man (laughs) (laughs) yeah but when you wake when you wake up the next morning and you have a pool of blood down by your feet you know, you start looking for, okay, did, did someone throw a dead horse in here or something, you know, like in the movie? <laughs> oh, man. Gosh. Yeah, uh, I think we will be all ex- all, all exhausted uh, about ankle talk and all of uh, – and definitely you're, we're already done with your toenail talk. So uh, we're also done talking for this edition of the Code 24-7 podcast. Thank you guys for listening. We will be back with more to preview the LSU-Auburn game and playing more coverage as – LSU looks to finish things up heading into their bye week undefeated ahead of a big matchup with Alabama. But first, LSU Auburn, 2.30 Central on CBS. Keep it locked on go 24-7 the rest of the week. On May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+. Plus.